I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation.
Welcome to WCW Retro, everyone. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stro, the maestro of wrestling. Great to have you with us, as always, right here on VOCNation.com. WCW is the place to be, folks. Or retro, rather, that is. WCW Retro, where we talk about past, present, and future professional wrestling, but so much more. You never know who's going to call when it's after fun. And always a pleasure to have you all here each and every week on this fine Thursday. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. Tonight is Rock and Roll Express Night. We're talking everything Rock and Roll Express. Uh, the, the, the tremendous career of the Hall of Famers, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. Uh, one of the greatest tag teams in professional wrestling history, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, I'll be sharing a little, little bit of my stories about the Rock and Roll Express. Be sharing a little bit of your stories. Callers calling in. Uh, anytime you guys want to call in and call about, tell your favorite Rock and Roll Express story, you can do so. Call in at 914 Once again, that number is 914 And before we get to the callers and talk Rock and Roll Express tonight, I'll make a few announcements and shout-outs, if you will. Uh, first off, uh, I mean, I am coming to the Charlotte Comic Con, the Concord Convention Center, uh, April 11th. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, for more information, go to com- charlottecomiccon.com. Once again, that's charlottecomiccon.com. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Greg Bro, Blondie, and Antler Hill of the Lost in the Funhouse podcast. Uh, just look, type in Lost in the Funhouse podcast YouTube search. Uh, shout out them great people. Uh, Fishing with special friends at fishingwithspecialfriends.com. Masters of Ring Entertainment, mastersofringentertainment.com. Uh, Innovative Hybrid Wrestling out of the Maritimes there in Canada. Uh, find out what they're up to at facebook.com slash IHW Wrestling. Uh, I'm starring as the Chief in the Dust Series. Uh, we're going to be filming later on this year for Season 4 of the Dust Series. Until then, you can catch all three seasons of the Dust Series on Avail TV at availfilms.com. That's A-V-A-I-L films.com. Or on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dust Series. I star as the Chief in the Dust Series. And looking forward to be back on set with my Dust Series family. So I hope you guys enjoy the three seasons thus far of the Dust Series. Also going to be on set soon for The Devil's Daughter, which I'll be starring as Dr. Jeremy Arkham. And that's um, uh, a lot of Batman Easter eggs and personas involved uh, with that film, in which you can uh, check out the updates on the upcoming film at facebook.com slash Daughter. And also I have just been uh, announced as an upcoming inductee into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, the Carolinas Wrestling Hall of Fame, rather, coming up in May. And uh, for more information on the Carolinas Wrestling Hall of Fame coming up in May, you can go to their website at carolinawrestlinghalloffame.com. I'm very honored to be part of one of the inductees in the, this year's class. And... Uh, Looking forward to that event May very much. Um, check out all the great programming on VOCNation.com. In the room every Tuesday night at 9. Uh, Wrestling with History every Wednesday night at 9.30. Shelley Martinez, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe. Uh, of course, WCW Retro every Thursday night at 9 as well. Um, Wrestling with Problems. Sassy Steph, uh, 
Reggie Bull, Manny Fernandez has a podcast now with us on VOCNation.com. Uh, Briscoe and Big Ace. Uh, so uh, check out all the all the great podcasts we got going on at VOCNation.com. And support us on Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. Buy your favorite VOCNation t-shirt, including one of WCW Retro and one of yours truly, Papa Strove. The four faces of Strove's joined the Revolution. Uh, all on sale now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. Sports greatly appreciated as always. But uh, yeah, lots to talk about tonight. A lot of things happening, and we'll get to it all. Plus, uh, the big topic of the night, Rock and Roll Express. Uh, shortly, we're going to be going taking a first commercial break, rather, and we'll come back. I see the callers are lined up to stick with us, and uh, we'll lead into commercial. How about let's let's do commercial with some uh, uh, Terry Funk. <laughs> about that. Uh, we'll play some Terry Funk in the commercial. Be back in a few, folks. Stick with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. 
Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fans as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Press discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to WCW Retro. Great to have you guys with us as always. Um, topic of the night, Rock and Roll Express. Uh, call in and give your great Rock and Roll Express story with us uh, live here on the podcast at 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. And as I alluded to earlier, uh, I've just been announced as an inductee into this year's class of the Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame. Very humbled and honored to be part of this coming uh, Hall of Fame class for Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, the, the date for that, the exact date rather, is May 15th at Holy City Brewery in Charleston, South Carolina. And for more information, uh, go to www.carolinawrestlinghalloffame.com and you can call at 843-655-8775. Once again, 843-655-8775 and carolinawrestlinghalloffame.com online's a place to go find out more information. Uh, some of the inductees also include the legendary Susan Green, um, a former tag team partner, and former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tommy Wildfire Rich, uh, Tony Rose, L.A. Tank, Crazy Train, Amazing Velvet, and more. So uh, uh, please please join us on uh, May 15th for the Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, it's a really humbled and honor to be a part of it. 
and uh, looking forward to it. So with that, it's Rock and Roll Express night here on WCW Retro. Uh, just a reminder, if you guys want to call in live, uh, 914-338-1885. Once again, it's 914-338-1885. And uh, let's get to our first caller, shall we? All right, 910 area code. Uh, welcome to WCW Retro. Hey, Papa Stroll, how you doing? Hey, Todd, how's it going? <laughs> welcome back. I, I, yeah, I know. I managed to stay awake. Actually, what I did is I took a nap so I could be up. <laughs> awesome, hey! hey the, uh, always a pleasure having you. As always. Oh, excited to be here, sir. The uh, excited to be here, Papa Straw. I think um, I know you just touched on it again, but that is really exciting about you being inducted into the Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame. I think that's just great oh, news. Thank you so much. Yeah, yes, sir. I think that's just awesome. The uh, man uh, wrestling. To get to your theme, I love the, the fact that you've been doing these theme shows for a while. Um, I did not get to see a ton of the Rock and Roll Express growing up. The um, It was funny because the stuff that aired, you know, you would get some uh, odds and ends of Georgia Championship Wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I think before that, there was, uh, it was called Big Time Wrestling. Um Oh, oh, right, that yeah. was pre pre them. And um then um but what I think that I saw more about those guys, I uh, got to pick some stuff up here in a wrestling magazine here and there and maybe a show uh, you know, the television broadcast here and there, but was how they impact other tag teams. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean if, if, if there would be no rockers, for example, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, I feel there wasn't for Rock and Roll Express, because you know, they're a lot like the the emulated Rock and Roll Express quite a bit in their style and and everything. They were they were definitely taking that that yeah yeah emulating what is it uh and um, a lot and a lot of teams have emulated. Look at the Young Bucks now in AEW and their style. I mean the way they look and everything. I mean it, it's you see a lot of teams. You know, really influenced by the rock and roll. It, and it's amazing how it's happening still today. I mean, they were um, they were timing it everything so neatly with the whole the hair bands and you know all that stuff. And of course, you know, Spandex family worked with wrestling anyways. The um, but their yeah their impact was huge. What is it? Imitation is the highest form of uh, flattery. Uh, and that, <laughs> that was definitely, like you said, with the Rockers, that was, uh, you, you know that they saw them and they were taking some serious notes. They were uh, definitely, so yeah, they were, um, and, and they were, I don't know, they were just, they they brought some of that unique, um, they, they filled a missing niche that just wasn't there when they came out in my mind. That's my thoughts on that, oh. sir. Absolutely, and I mean, in the '80s, they were just they were as over as rock stars. I mean, I, I got to see a little bit of that firsthand when I was with them in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. How the popularity was just insane with this team. I mean, they had lines of fans, not only at the arenas but at the hotels. <laughs> it was insane. I've, I've never seen anything like the popularity those guys had. It was unbelievable. 
yeah, they were um, exciting, energetic, and, you know, um, I don't know how to, they were as different, if you will, as Van Halen was, because, you know, no, a lot of the rock stars didn't smile and have fun on stage till Van Halen showed up. The, uh, and the uh, Rock and Roll Express brought some of that fun, that whole different, they were, again, I, I just, I love the fact that they were unique and how much they've made an impact on the pro wrestling scene. I, I literally had some, I literally had some people uh, uh, a while back tell ask me, well, they didn't really ask me, but they literally thought at one point that they were like part of Def Leppard or something, <laughs> some other rock band. I was like, oh, they were wrestling tag team because I mean this. That's how popular they. I mean, it was just insane how popular they were. And, and the arenas, man. Every time they'd come up the arenas, I mean, the roof would blow off the place. It, and to see that firsthand myself, uh, it was just amazing. Just amazing. That is whether I'm in awesome. the ring with them or in the back or watching or whatever. It's just it was amazing. And the timing, those guys. I mean, being in the ring with them, you didn't like. They didn't. A lot of times where you have to do some, some some sort of communication with those guys, they can just look at each other and know what they're going to do next. I mean, the chemistry, the timing was just amazing. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fond of the tag teams in there. And the ones that could do um, that, just they would just flow. There's something to be said for it, even if um, – you know, whether they were um, fast or whether they were, you know, the, the ones that would thud through things. The, uh, any tag team that could flow like that, just, that's what makes tag team magic. Just, oh, that's yeah, what I'm exactly. That one, that one makes a great tag team, you know what I mean? And uh, back then, the 80s were so many hot tag teams, oh, my God. And they were, like, right in the midst of, Tag Team Heaven, as I like to allude to it, Tag Team Heaven back then. There's so many great teams. It was amazing. There were there were some outstanding bloody uh, tag teams. And, you know, and there were so many, so many came and went, you know, would team up for certain things, like you saw something earlier. Um, you know, it's uh, coming up on, like, a WrestleMania anniversary or something. And, you know, yeah. that was that, that was a unique set of tag teams that featured that, but, it, you know, people had to keep tag teams relevant. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that tag team heyday again. Wouldn't that be awesome? Be amazing. I mean, it's starting to come up now. You start to see some good teams emerge like FTR and, you know, I mentioned the Bucks earlier and, and a few other great teams, but I'm, I'm just hoping, like you said, to keep that, trend going and we we can have some like magical tag teams emerge again to really prosper because you know like the 80s was just amazing amazing time i remember years ago i uh i was upset at the match i had right and uh, i'm see i'm like a perfectionist and and anybody in the wrestling business they they pretty much know where i'm coming from on this <laughs> you know what i mean where you you want a match to be that good right and i was so disappointed even then young in the business to, uh, I felt like I, I could have done more or whatever. And I, uh, Ricky, I was like, man, Ricky, I just, uh, approached Ricky Morton. I said, Ricky, man, I, I could have done better, man. God, I screwed up. Right. 
And Ricky put his arm around me and said, hey, don't worry about it, man. I've screwed up more times than you've had matches. <laughs> That's great. So, that made me feel somewhat better, right? But, <laughs> but yeah, Ricky's great. Ricky and Robert are great. That's, that's awesome. And see, and there's part of that whole another level of their value is uh, being able to be part of that mentoring side, working with their with the peer group, and you know, just uh, being there for one another. You know, he didn't have to do that. As you no, well know. exactly. It, yeah, and that's another thing about them. They're always about they're always about giving back and teaching other people the art of the industry. And even to this day, Ricky's got a wrestling school of his own. He's, he's teaching the younger generation. And I know Robert. He does what he can on his on his end. And Robert, see, even before they became the Rock and Roll Express, they were great individual wrestlers, and they teamed with other people. Um. I think uh, Robert teamed Ricky Gibson at one time, and uh, you know Ricky. Uh, I think he went the distance at one time. I think it was Nick Bockwinkle back in the AWA or something like that. Uh, in which uh, you know they were both great established singles wrestlers and tag wrestlers before they even hooked up. But when they got together, man, and created rock and roll, it was like magic. <laughs> Just magic, and they literally wrestled. Just about every territory you can think of in the business, if you think about it. I mean, they were real journeymen. They hit, they hit just about every promotion you can imagine. I mean, even overseas in Japan and everywhere. You know, I mean, I don't think there's a, a place on earth that hadn't heard of rock and roll at some point or another. That's yeah, that's amazing, right? That uh, and and that just you know the fact that they can ah. Uh, have that draw everywhere they go says something about what they put out in the ring every time. And we, uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. Love seeing the, the, the great, they're, uh, you know, there's, when you start talking tag teams, there's, and there's been a ton of really good ones. It's, uh, you're, they're always going to, they're going to be part of the conversation one way or the other. I, I, I believe. Oh, because absolutely. of their, what they are. Yes, sir. Well, we have some other that's people that want to join room. us, Todd. Let's let's bring let's bring them into the party. Come on, yes, come sir. on down. Uh, okay, all right. We got. Uh, okay, let me introduce you guys. Uh, some of you guys, I think I know who you are. Uh, uh, you, Chaz, my <laughs> brother. Welcome back, WCW Retro. How you doing, man? Gentlemen, how are you? Glad to be back. Fantastic, <laughs> man. Great to have you, man. Missed you, brother. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we had a, a very good event happen in our household over the last couple of weeks. Um, my daughter has awesome. returned home, so that's All been a right. long. It was a long protracted battle Fantastic. with the state of Alabama, yeah. and awesome. so Amy and I are very proud to have our daughter Diana home with us, and so that's, that's been uh, awesome. very positive in our lives. And uh, you know, we. Um, we took the we took the drive back from Opelika, and I actually didn't go down the Birmingham side of town. I went up the Chattanooga side and visited with Paul Lee for a couple minutes. Oh, Paul! And then, How's Paul doing, man? Doing very well. In fact, uh, the Turnbuckle Bar and Grill looks great and Ringgold, and 
The Circus Tent Arena is huge. I didn't realize it was that big. Fantastic. I've got to visit there drove, sometime. And I, I, I see all the pictures. I hear a lot of good things about that yeah. place. Yeah, and then I drove the wife and I drove the wife and daughter past uh, Lookout Mountain, and my wife got physically sick, which it was always great rib to pull on her. She goes, oh, this isn't that high up. Yeah, look out the side window, babe. Don't look down. Oh, oh my God. That's great. And all I kept hearing is, wait a minute. The only thing separating us from the fall is this little rock wall? What the hell is going on here? I said, don't worry, I got it. Oh, that's tremendous. She goes, I said, we got oh German God. engineering under us. She goes, it's a Volkswagen, not a Porsche. So. Ah, that's awesome. Okay, what well, we got with we got with us um, eight eight four three area code. Uh, welcome to WCB Retro. Is that me, Papa Skrill? I guess that, I don't know. Is that you, I, Malcolm? I, I hope yeah. so. Hey, Malcolm, how you doing? Well, I, I <laughs> welcome changed, back, man. Papa Skrill changed my phone number. It's actually in Ohio. It's eight five four instead of eight four three. So just let you know. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I got it. Okay, well, I, well, that answers my eight four three area code. So thank you, Malcolm. Uh, eight four three. Here he goes. I'm Malcolm. At a boy. <laughs> is this eight four three? Might be calling me. This is Doctor John. How's it going? Yes, yeah, Doctor John. John. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. great. I'm now, just on now, here. Now it's a party. Yes. Well, well, I've got to get up at the crack of dawn in the morning. I've got two messages. One, the amazing Velvet is under the weather, but he'll be back next time, and he misses WCW Retro. And number well, two, please thanks for all yeah. the kind. Absolutely, and thanks for all the kind plugs for uh, Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame. It's going to be a blast. Holy City oh, Brewery is really excited. All the businesses, you know, businesses and those that are going to be taking part of the expo are excited. So everybody, just come on down and join us and see Papa Stro and all the other greats. So I'm I'm going to have to head on out because I'm I got to get up super early in the morning. But I wanted to be here and say hello. Hey, what's the so idea much, of Crick and Don? What did Don ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> And I want to know what he means by the crack of dawn when he says get up early. I think. Like I said, what did Don ever do to him? Right. <laughs> Dr. John. Well, whatever. You know, but anyway. Oh, John, we love you. We love having you back, brother. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's always John. the best being. Yep. Dr. John, yes, Mel. In the morning, because I'm going to wake Adam up. He's going up to visit his, uh, his new girl, Jessica, and uh, he's got to do an early show tomorrow. And. Um, I want to help him out, so I'm going to wake him up at at least by 2:45. Do you need a call like around that? You know, because I can do it. You know? No, I'll I'll probably be up at about 5:30. So, but thank there you. There you go. Yeah, it's funny. It is gr- Dr. John, we have something gr- funny real quick. Um, my, yep. uh, Dave is going to buy my Oakland Raiders. You'll never car. get out of here, Dr. John. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're stuck for the hour, bro. Yeah, he, he was telling me that he was thinking about it, so we'll see. But anyway, guys, thanks so much. It's great to have the wonderful reception. Glad to be back. And I'll be back next week for even longer. So you guys run here, all right? Run, you too. Love please. You, Dr. John. Take care of yourself. Take care, Dr. John. Thank you, sir. Be good. That was Dr. John, folks. He'll be back next week. Can't wait. Hopefully he'll be he'll What the hell Don ever do to him? Yeah, maybe he'll answer the Don question next week. We'll keep him long. We'll keep him longer to ask. 
that answered the Don question for Kev. I mean, if, if Don is so bad, I wonder how Tina is. Oh, Tina. Oh, my. I, I want to say Tina danced. I'm a big Tina Turner fan. Oh, you and me both. Anyway, let's get back to You were talking about the rock and rolls. You know, one of the things that, that really um, used to make me smile back in the old territory days and, and the days of the of the golden age of tag teams back in the 80s is that you didn't have all these copyright laws and original music. I mean, you would recognize a team by the music that they came out to. And, I mean, you knew it was the rock and rolls when you started hearing ELO's Rock and Roll is King startup. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could be three bars in and you knew, you knew which team was coming out. That's great. Oh, yeah. Papa Joe, when I met Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson at StarCast, it was uh, Memorial Day weekend. I think it was on Sunday, the very last day. And they just treated me. I know Granny Hulkster and everybody's had greater moments with them. But, man, just meeting them. And, and Ricky gave me, like, this pen. And I got to do the Hogan and the Macho Man for him. And Ricky and Robert just thought I, you know, was uh, a really fun guy to meet. You know, and I just wanted oh, to yeah. say, I told him that you guys were the two of the smallest guys around. But she had the biggest hearts, man. No, you wouldn't back down from a fight from nobody. They get on the scaffold. They take on him. They they would take on Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and uh, and uh, you know the the, uh, the Undertaker if they had to back in those days. I know they would. They had that much heart. Oh, hey, Malcolm, yeah. oh, what was that great, star one, cast? One of the greatest, man. Malcolm, uh, what was that star? Was, what was that star cast? That was May 2019. It was right after the, about a month after the CAC. I missed the first two days. I missed meeting Bruce Pritchard, Brother Love, and I missed meeting uh, Tony Schiavone, and I was really, and I also missed was that Dane, up in, but, was, was that up in Schaumburg, Illinois? No, that was in Caesars Palace, Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, then you're excused. If you'd have came up to Schaumburg and not visited me, I'd be mad at you. But that's okay. Now you're excused. Oh, I, 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 All right. That's okay. Check it. Gabe Fabian, the brothers. <laughs> Damn right. Come up oh, to the, you come up to the shy and you fade me. We got a problem. That's okay. But that's, that's all right. Oh, my. That's great. Uh, yeah, uh, Brian, Brian Bob from WSC Lounge is joining us. Brian, hey, Brian. welcome hey, back, Brian. man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, how are y'all doing? Wonderful, Can't complain for Wonderful. Thursday night. It's, it's all good. It, it, it's it's Rockwell Express night, man. Yeah. That's that's great, and I and I, I tell you what, by the end of this show, I've got a Hall of Fame worthy announcement for next week's WSC Lounge. Fantastic! Ooh. Can't Ooh. wait. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited now. It's a party. It's the this party's getting bigger by the minute. Uh, and speaking of parties, we we can't have a party about Hollywood. So here is uh, Mr. Hollywood, Mr. Hollywood. Oh, Welcome. How you doing, Papa Stro Maestro? That's I want to do this for you. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. I introduce to you Papa Stro Maestro of WCW Retro. You're 20 minutes late, that's bro. Beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And did I hear Malcolm? Did I hear Malcolm? Malcolm, yeah, like here? Hollywood. How you doing, man? Like, How you here? doing, brother? <laughs> uh, here they go. They're going to start their own private party. Love it. Yeah, he's talking about the I, power right now. All my friends, all my friends on the I, I line. Him. Hello from Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> I feel like we're Ooh, that Somebody's got some Titanic. energy tonight. 
We'll hear that song. <laughs> Near, far, wherever you are, I believe. <laughs> Just make sure when you get up on the railing, boys, don't lean over. You'll be all right. No, God, no. <laughs> hang, on okay, for, hang on for dear life. <laughs> it's, it's okay, little man. It's Malcolm. It's okay. It's, 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 it's just Malcolm. You, you're okay. Yeah, I, I don't need yeah, coffee. I'm little man looked at me frightened. So I thought it was just Malcolm. You know, guys, we're we're talking about um, we're talking about different things that the rock and roll has made iconic. You know, with their entrance music and whatnot. But think oh, about okay, it this oh. way: the rock and roll, the rock and roll started out in mid south with Bill Watts. When they moved up north to Memphis, when they moved up north to Memphis, and they weren't regulars, uh, Jackie Fargo and Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Waller decided that they were going to put up their own team to counteract the rock and rolls, and that's how the fabulous ones were started. Wow. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Steve Kern, Stan Lane, man. The fab. They They were Fargo's fabulous ones because the rock and rolls, were brought in by Lawler on the kayfabe, and then Fargo countered with the Fabulous Ones. So really, without the Rock and Roll Express, there would be no Fabulous right. Ones. Stan Lane would probably still be in a load, load of mid-cards because he was a great worker, but he wasn't very popular. Wow. No, wow. no Fabulous Ones, no Midnight Express when Randy Rose left because Stan wow. stepped in and took Dennis Condry's spot. So wow. it's just interesting I'll, how things connect I'll to each other. Another team, Chaz, that uh, you didn't mention that there would be no team without the Rock and Roll Express is the Rock and Roll PMs. Wow. Yeah, the yeah. RPMs, the RPMs right. wouldn't have been uh, there. Scott Davis and what was his partner's name? I, you remember? I, I can't it, even I remember. I thought it was Eric was, Embry. Oh, really, Mike, uh, Davis, Mike Davis. I'm sorry, Mike Davis. Mike Davis and Eric Embry, I thought it was. Right. Wow. Yeah, I thought uh, Eric Embry was part of the RPM. I remember Mike Davis because he did the uh, Evil Dusty Roads deal in in Florida with Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. When he he yeah. channeled the Evil wow. Dusty Roads. Yeah. yeah. And you know, going going along with that, oh, wow. um, you could forget all about Shawn Michaels because there would be no oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. They were yeah, AWA's right. yeah, right. the Rock and Roll Express. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I, you, I, would, I really don't think it'd be a Midnight that. Express either because they were like the nope. yin to the yang, you know what I mean? The rock and roll. That's yeah. true. That's true. Midnight, I, Midnight I, Express was more in tune with uh, with Arn and Tully in that they were, when Dennis was there, it was they were more of a no-nonsense team. But, yeah. you know, when Stan moved over, when Dennis left and Stan moved over, um, then it got that it, it got that fabulous ones rock and roll express dynamic to it. It didn't yeah, have that the with Dennis Conjury. Stan Lane brought the charisma. Stan Lane, they brought the charisma. Oh, yeah, he yeah, did. I, I, I yeah, remember I'll, how over I'll, Stan Lane was, man, because we used to go to Plum Crazy, the clubs there in Charlotte, right? And uh, Stan Stan was known as their Stan the Man Lane because he would get down dancing, mm-hmm. get down with the, everybody, man, the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Wow. Oh, most definitely. I mean, between – and, you know, like you said, a lot of teams feuded with each other before becoming teams. You know, Stan and Steve yeah. had a big feud in Memphis before they teamed up. Papa <clears throat> you know what I like the most about Stan Lane? Jim Ross used to say he was the man with the educated feet because of his martial arts skills. I mean, I used to love that. If I ever meet Stan Lane, I'm going to tell him I love that about you. And man, that, it was feet. because of him I trained with the UWFI in Japan because he's the one that put me yeah. on those guys. Oh. 
that Japanese yeah. uh, pancreation company because he had connections oh, to wow. know, martial arts. Yeah. And, you know, just getting back to looking at the rock and rolls as a unit, I mean, they were a perfect partnership because no one could sell like Ricky Morton. Ricky could get oh, sympathy God, no. from the devil himself. No True. one could mm. sell like Ricky. And Robert was probably one of the best hot tag specialists I've ever seen. Yeah. But Ricky would be selling and his ass off, get to the corner and tag Robert, and Robert would come in like a house of fire. And, I mean, you knew something was going to happen then. Yeah. And not yeah. many people knew this about Robert, except for the people that really know him. But he's he's a hooker. That guy can go. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a oh, he great technician. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Okay, uh, yeah, the Rock and Roll Express is one of my favorite tag teams. Papa Stroh, is that a, a hooker? Is that a wrestling term? Because I was like, yes, you know. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a yes. guy that can wrestle for real, Malcolm. <laughs> I, I have too mm-hmm. much respect for those guys, and that kind of like floored me, you know. No, that's a guy that can wrestle for real, Malcolm. He can, he can put the hurt okay. on you. Okay. Oh, yeah, you go. I, great. I remember reading one of uh, Shawn Michaels' books that I have. And he was talking about in his book how when he was uh, younger, growing up in the business, how much credit he gave to Ricky Martin and Robert Gibson because they helped him out uh, traveling up down the road and told stories to each other. And he said if it wasn't for Ricky and Robert, you know, there wouldn't have been no Shawn Michaels. And they helped him out so much in his career in the early days of his career and everything. Well, sure. I mean, here, before... Before the uh, oh, yeah. before the Freebirds moved on to Dallas, I mean the Freebirds and the Rock and Rolls were locked up a little bit down in Mid South with with Underwatch, oh. and in Florida, I mean so in that regard, yeah. you know the the Freebirds needed a, a good antithesis team to them, and that's what the Rock and Rolls provided them. And then when they moved over to Dallas, I mean they were they were already trained and primed to take over that Von Erich feud. Here's a, yeah, here's a short yeah. uh, story one time. Let me, okay. let me say this one real quick, and uh, Brian, you can take the floor. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but but here's um, a funny story that Dr. Death Steve Williams told me one time uh, a while back. He was in the match in Louisiana, I think somewhere, with Rock and Roll in the singles match. And uh, he was getting his heat on Ricky. And Ricky was just selling like crazy, right? And the people were getting so hot and heated at Dr. Death, the point where they were throwing stuff at him. To the point where Dr. Death was terrified. And he kept pleading to Ricky, please come back. Please come back on me. But Ricky just kept selling, right? And it, it got it, – it just got to the point where finally Dr. Death said, please, for the love of God, come back. Wow. Kill me. And finally Ricky made his comeback, and the whole place just went off the roof, man. It was unbelievable. Wow. Oh, man. That's how good Ricky Morton was, though, getting that sympathy, though, man. So good. Well, wow. definitely. Great. One one thing I wanted to mention, uh, Chaz Chaz had brought up the Freebirds, and something that I noticed the other day, and I never really paid much attention to this uh, in the Attitude Era, but you know I was watching one of the King of the Rings from the WWE, and uh, I noticed. Vince McMahon was commentating with Michael Hayes, but I was trying to figure out for the life of me why in the world they changed his name to Doc Hendricks for a short time. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get the philosophy of that. 
Copyright infringement. That question. You basically wanted to give him the name. Yeah, copyright <laughs> infringement, Brian. Here's what here's what happened. The rock and roll's name was copyrighted. We didn't do it. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't yeah, no, it. rename him. That's what it was. <laughs> but if I could if I could address that though. Um, okay. Vince did not want Vince either wanted to buy your name, and he only he only wanted to pay about one hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand for an established name. Because uh-huh. this, this is what Medusa said in her book and in her interviews. And so rather than pay you for the use of your name, he just came up with another gimmick for you. So I mean, Michael Hayes and Doc Hendricks, it was the exact same character, the exact same persona. But Vince yeah. saved himself a quarter of a million dollars by not having to buy the Freebird name. Oh, okay. And, 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 and no, he well, was of no relation to Jimi Hendrix, if you don't ask that question. No. Well, I wasn't going to ask that. No. <laughs> so you think that so? was probably Malcolm's next question. Oh, I mean, of course, by then he would, he would also had to get. Wow. Would have also had to get uh, permission from. He would also had to get permission from Terry's wife from from Terry Gordy's estate to use it and pay her. He would have had to pay Buddy Roberts a portion of it. So you're looking at wow. anywhere from a half a million to three quarters of a million dollars for the use of the name. Yeah, Vince wasn't wow. going to do that. Wow. Yeah, crazy. it'd be just like buying into insurance. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Now, of course, if he wants to if he wants to sign me, um, he can have my name for a hundred thousand. I can I could care less. <laughs> so what about oh, yeah. guys like uh, I can call a lot we, of things. So what about what AJ deal. Styles? I mean, did he Vince buy his name? He sure did. Okay. I, I he sure did. Well, you look at the revival. That was that was their name. They came up with it, but they came up with it under contract with Vince. When they left, they couldn't use it. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Well, my my memories of the Rock and Roll Express, uh, I got to tell you, you know, when I when I first met Rock and Roll, uh, I've met the Rock and Roll Express about three different times. The first time me and my brother met the Rock and Roll, um, they treated us like family. I mean, and you know, you would have thought they was family. I mean, they were down to earth and everything. I, I mean. Uh, just so kind, polite, and uh, and I remember them uh, wrestling in a cage match. It was against the uh, Axis of Evil. That was their character name, and uh, it was it was these tag team mass men, and they they were played by Andy and uh, Andy Anderson and uh, Axel Anderson, and the Rock and Roll Express beat them in a cage. And then they ended up. Uh, they ended up before that. They were in a tag team match against them, and they won the tag team titles for uh, NWA. NWA Atlanta, I believe at that time it was called. Was it, I believe it was called Middle Georgia Championship Wrestling at the time before it was NWA Atlanta. But the Rock, the uh, Rock, uh, excuse me, the uh, Rock and Roll Express though, they. Uh, they're just so flamboyant in the ring. Uh, I mean, they had classic matches with Harlem Heat. They had classic matches with uh, Arn and Tully, Arn and Ole. Uh, you know, the Midnight Express. I remember as a kid sitting in the Omni Atlanta, and I was only maybe about eight, maybe seven or eight years old. I remember seeing... Ricky Martin, take Bobby Eaton, and throw his head into the 
the uh, barricade outside the ring, and uh, I mean, there's just so much, so many classic memories of Rock and Roll Express. I never will forget that one pay per view they had a couple years ago. It was only a one time thing. It was the uh, I want to say it was the Legends Massacre because uh, the pay per view went off just crazy, but the main event was the heat of Kevin Nash and Ricky Martin, and they legitimately hated each other. It was going to be the Rock and Roll Express against Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in the main event, but Scott Hall couldn't couldn't come out there and fight, and Robert Gibson decided to fight, and then. Then Kevin Nash, uh, <laughs> Kevin Nash came out there and he called Ricky Martin. I'm sorry, Bill Hot Tag that night, right? Bill Hot Tag that night, right? <laughs> no, I mean, it, but it was it was legitimately crazy. I mean, they legitimately hated each other. It seemed like on there, it was called the, the Legends, Legends of Wrestling Back or something like that. Oh, it was crazy. I'm here one time. I'm tagging Ricky. <laughs> And uh, I'm getting ready to make the hot tag to Ricky, right? And I, I just come off and, and, and chop chop the heck out of the guy I was working with, right? And and Ricky yells. I mean, you can hear his voice like throughout the whole arena. Go, damn! <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, 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 I went to give ta- Ricky the hot tag, and it just made me laugh so hard. Thank God we're going towards taking it home because, man, my ribs are hurting so bad hearing Ricky go damn throughout the whole arena. I was laughing. So I, was, I had tears in my eyes. We, we must have laughed about that all night. Yeah, well, the, one thing you never, the one thing you only saw a handful of times, though, you only saw a handful of Rock and Roll Express Road Warrior matches. Yeah. You didn't see that matchup very yeah. often. No. Yeah. They were two of the best. This is, they were two of the best. Well, this is my theory. Time. This is my theory on that. My theory is that for as great a team as the Warriors were, they couldn't they couldn't hang with the Rock and Roll Express. Ricky was Ricky and Robert were a little too technically sound for the boys. And that's oh, just yeah. my theory as to why you didn't see them matched up. Two most popular teams, but one could outwork the other easily. So that's that was one of my theories as to why you didn't see that matchup very often. If the yeah, team could have a good match with Rock and Roll Express, there was something wrong with the universe. You know what I mean? There's something wrong with the universe that can have a good match with Rock and Roll. Really? I don't think it was. I don't think it was the fault of. I don't think it was the fault of Hawk and Animal. I just think it was the, the bookers being afraid that, the fans would be too evenly divided, and it wouldn't be right. a, a good reaction. You, you know, Papa Stroke, can I, can I talk about my two favorite moments with the Rock and Roll Express? Um, they Bro, both happened in 1990. One was at the Great American Bash. They had to take, they had to take on Doom, and there would have been five times. NWA yeah. team champion, and they got you know I think it was Ricky Morton or Robert Gibson got hit with a foreign object by Teddy Long, and and right. and Butch Reed like power or clotheslined him up from the top of the turnbuckle, you know. But I I just got to tell Ricky and Robert if they're listening, that was a hell of an effort. I've got to give you a, you know hats off to that one. And then at Starcade '90, a few months later. These are two of the biggest events in NWA back in or WCW back in those days. That um, Ricky and Robert 
um, Robert Gibson was injured because the Freebirds, and they were wrestling the Freebirds, Ricky Morton and Tommy Wildfire Rich, I, a guy I'm going to get to meet finally at the Hall of Fame. And, Tommy, you, be, you think you're wild? Wait till you meet me. Good <laughs> like, right. Lord. Here, here we right. go. Clash of the Titans. There <laughs> goes the neighborhood. I'm going to love me. Yeah, you're ready. Bro. I want to picture both of you guys. <laughs> you better get ready for Malcolm. Well, well and speaking of Tommy Rich, you know, uh, he was all part of that clique with uh, Richard Morton, uh, Terrence Taylor, and uh, Tommy Rich yeah. with uh, Alexander York, York, York Foundation. Remember that? Alexander and Mike Rotunda was in it too. Yeah. Wall Street. They yeah. called him Michael Wall Street. Michael yeah. Yeah, you got a new promotion from the IRS. It's awesome. <laughs> and, and, and what a weird heel turn that was when Ricky turned on Robert to join that faction. Remember that? Because Rick, Ricky, Ricky, you know, delivered that line. I've been waiting 15 years to do it, do this, and he punched him and power drived uh, Paul Robert Gibson. But did you know uh, it, it didn't last long because it just wasn't. It was too nah. manufactured. Right. Ricky didn't. Ricky didn't fit with that corporate look. I mean, Rotunda did because he had done IRS in the WWE. Terry Taylor <laughs> had that Ric Flair look, so he could definitely pull it off. And Tommy, Tommy, Ricky was always Tommy. Ricky. And Tommy was just about as good being Corbin as he was pretending he was an Italian in the full-blood Italians in ECW. <laughs> oh, brother, Tommy's about as Italian as I am British. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I got a better chance of being one of the knights than Tommy does of being Italian. That's for sure. I, I can see him. I can see him saying, "Hey, does somebody say something about Italian grits?" <laughs> oh, I love it. I love Tommy, man. Malcolm, if you if you read out our if you read out our Tommy our Tommy Rich Italian imitations, I will never forgive you. I want to say a word. I just want to meet Tommy Rich. I'm excited. He oh, had one Tommy. Yeah. Rick Flair in 1981. I'm going to tell Tommy that first time I meet him. I'm like, whatever he wants from me, I'm, I'll am i be totally, you know, quiet if he wants me to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, and speaking, speaking of parties, there's a there's Tor. I think Tor's going to join us here. Tor, how you doing? Welcome back. Hello, Tora. Tori, there. Hey, hmm. mouth breather, Tora. speak up. Tora. Tora. <laughs> hey, Todd. How you doing, Todd? Turn <sighs> hot. Well, well, well Tori. Here we go. Tori may be uh, busy, but she can still listen in. That's fine. Um, <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, well, well <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but you're, yeah, Ricky and Robert both had a lot of happens. A lot of great things happened to Korea. What about yeah. the Flair feud that Ricky had? Where they went like a full week full of Broadways, time limit draw. You know, that's, that's where Ricky really got his um, his accolades for selling was in that Great American Bash series with Flair. Because mm-hmm. up until then, you know, he, he's in a team, and you know where he was as part of the team, but he really established himself as a singles wrestler in that series. Yeah, I, I, I felt like during that one? time he was that close to being world champion. They tried to do it with Hawk. They tried to do that same thing with Hawk, and it didn't work. They tried it with Animal, Mm -hmm. it didn't work. But Ricky and Flair could sell out anywhere. Oh, yeah. Great match they had. 
Um, Ric Flair offered him that bra for a teeny bopper compute start. Is, 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 is that what? Oh yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because that was hilarious. Oh yeah, great to rip. That was hilarious. <laughs> and did the the horseman attacked him and hurt his nose? Remember that? He had to wear the nose guard. Yeah. 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 But I'll tell you one thing I miss, guys. I really miss a great tag team tournament like the Crockett Cup. And I'm not talking Amen. about this lame Amen. excuse for a Crockett Cup that they tried to pull off a couple of years ago. But, I mean, a true Crockett Cup where you had you had teams from Canada, teams from Japan, and well-established teams from the States, you know, all going at it over two nights. You, you missed yeah. that. Yeah. Sting and Luger, 1988 Crockett Cup. My favorite one. The Stinger and the Total Package. <sighs> Yeah. Nothing like the yeah, original Malcolm watching Jimmy Valiant and Pez Watley team up. Yeah. Now there was a yeah, sight right. to see. Boogie Boogie, boogie, boogie. I love that guy. <laughs> oh man, you, you, he had he had the Gytones back then. Uh, Laser Drum yeah. was in at one point, and oh my gosh, great yeah. stuff. And one one thing though, guys, I'm going to ask you a question though. Um, there are some good technical wrestlers that are teaming up now, but is it just is it in your opinion, is it just the fact that the whole persona, the whole idea of character, the whole idea of a theme to a team is is kind of missing nowadays? Is it just me, or does what, is, what do you guys feel about that? Oh, absolutely. The, the, the chemistry and timing has to be there, and, and that just goes along with experience teaming together. And there's very few teams you see nowadays that have that. Yeah, I thought Crime yeah. Time had it. I definitely thought oh, yeah, the revival had good. it and still has it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't as good as as good as the young bucks are. I just don't see that electricity that you saw with right. Ricky Robert, with Bobby Fulton, and, and um, with uh, with Bobby and Tommy when they did the when they were the uh, when they were Fantastic. the uh, Fantastics. You just don't right. see it. You don't see the uniqueness. How about Mm-mm. a chance? How about Paul London and Brian Kendrick? Because I watched them wrestle at the Holiday Inn Big Time Wrestling against the Young Bucks, Max Jeremy, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. a hell of a match. Yeah, again, they were good. Inn. You know, one of the, I think one of the more underrated teams was PG thirteen. I mean, I had the pleasure oh, yeah. of working yeah, with Jamie really Dundee good. and Wolfie D. I managed against both of them as a team. And I managed against Jamie as an individual, and they all got it. They all had that same knowledge of the of the business that that Ricky Morton had. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. we were working a match one time yeah. and I'm managing a rookie against uh Jamie Dundee and you know, we we went off the the game plan so to speak on purpose. You know, Jamie gave me a, a head nod and I reacted to what he wanted. When we got in the back and the rookies all freaked out because we basically called an audible <laughs> on him in the ring. And right. um and he, you know, he's going to Jamie, I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys were changing spots. Nobody told me. And he said, I didn't have to tell you. I told your manager. I gave him the head nod. He gave me the trick. <laughs> and he says, uh, and Jamie said something that Ricky would always say. He says, you know, let me ask you a question. He goes, uh, did the people notice what, notice that we changed things or notice that something went wrong? And he says, no. He goes, but everybody back here would. He goes, yeah, but these guys back here don't pay the bills. The people out there do, and they don't know. Right. You know, I you think, think uh huh. I just think it's missing nowadays. 
I think lifting oh, yeah, totally, the veil yeah, I, I, is absolutely. that we that we've done and we or that we've allowed to have happen in our sport. I think you're you're not going to get that magic back because no one is going to believe a character. You're you're not going to trot two guys out in you know nylon wrestling trunks with bandanas <laughs> on their legs and a mullet. And say these guys were, you know, rock and roll roadies or rock and roll superstars, and people are gonna go, no, they're not. I read about it on the internet, and I didn't see that. And it's like, you know, you ruined it. But, but yeah, tag team, good tag team wrestling since the lost start. I, I remember teaming with Tommy Rich yeah. and Doug Gilbert against PG13 to feed. We had in Memphis, and mm-hmm. how great PG13 was. I mean, we in the main eventing Mid South Coliseum, which was very rare at the time because that not only got the guys like uh, Jerry King Lawler and Superstar Bill Dundee. But uh, that's how good our, our feud was. And PG, their team was just amazing, one amazing team. And I got to see firsthand their feud with Rock and Roll Express at the time because we had the Smoky Mountain Wrestling feud versus USWA feud going on. And mm-hmm. which, uh, with, when Rock and Roll would come to the Memphis area, they, they were heels against PG-13 because they're really over as babyface. And then vice versa, when they go to Smoky Mountain, they were the heels and Rock and Roll was the babyface. So it's kind of a yeah. unique dynamic, but it was uh, great, some great matches those guys had. I mean, yeah, PG their team was a great team. Another team that was influenced by rock and roll, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hey, you know, most definitely. You know what my favorite tag team rivalry ever was? Back in 85, Jimmy Hart uh, brought in Fred Hart. He was already managing Jim Neidhart already. The Hart Foundation against Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid managed by Captain Lou Albano, the British Bulldogs, when Dynamite used to take Bret Hart and whip him into the corner of the turnbuckle sternum first. Oh, God, that was so cool. I mean, I just, I mean, the impact, you know, the Bret Hart. And that's, you know, and that's another so great well. team. Another great team that Rock and Roll Express wrestled uh, a while back was the British Bulldogs. Yeah. They did a tremendous yeah. match. Yeah. Never got to meet them. Uh, you know, and the, and the Rock and Rolls back in Mid-South, Against the Kiwi Sheep Herders. I mean, another yes. dynamite feud. You had the, the Rock and Rolls and the Sheep Herders, the Fantastics the and the Sheep Herders. <laughs> and and another great team that doesn't really get talked about that they had a good match with was um, Rock and Roll Express uh, taking on, and Mid South yeah. taking on the Guerreros brothers, Hector yeah. and uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What, a, what yeah. a great match those guys had. Yeah. Well, guys, I don't mean to cut the party short on my end, but my daughter has made uh, protein smoothies, and I'm going to go have nice. one. Nice. So enjoy yourself. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. No, I'm I'm pleasure. Hey, Always a pleasure to talk to you guys, talk. and then uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Take care, brother. Take care, brother. All right. Take care, guys. You too. Take you care. mean he'll be back next week. We're still here. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's great. Yeah, he'll be back next week. So it's Dr. John, and maybe he'll answer Chaz's question about Dawn next week. We'll keep us all in suspense until next week on that deal. Man, there's a lot of people threatening you tonight, Papa Throw. They keep telling you oh you're going to be back next week. What, what happened this time? Oh, man. Yeah, everybody's impersonator on Schwarzenegger from Terminator. I'll be back. I love it. <laughs> where where Mr. Hollywood go? Uh, he, he had yeah, to go. It was, a, it was his bedtime. But thank you, Mr. Hollywood. Uh, looking forward to yeah, having you back for the next week. <sighs> <sighs> looking forward to having uh, Doc, 
Mr. Hollywood, Dr. John, and Chaz next week, and they all will be back. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, you remember the remember the, the the segment? Well, they've done a few times on Cornette, but the segment where uh, Cornette they would uh, ruin Cornette's birthday party and ram- put his face in the cake. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Oh man, hilarious! Classic. Good stuff. And Cornette was the guy that inducted Rock and Roll into WWE Hall of Fame. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did. I thought that was really cool. He, he had um, but he, he was a big part of their success. Um, I know he oh, wasn't yes. necessarily the the deepest background with them, but um, he really helped their breakout. If, if I'm right. Oh yeah, the big part of their history. Jim Cornette. Matter of fact, uh, you know he, he feuded with uh, when I was smoking about wrestling. Uh, he was in the midst of their feud of the Heavenly Bodies, who was uh, yeah, at one time Dr. Dr. Tom Pritchard and uh, Stan Lane. And then there was uh, Jimmy Del Rey later on, team with Tom's yeah. Heavenly Bodies. But Rock and Roll Express mm-hmm. was deeply involved with Smoking Mountain Wrestling for the longest time. Yeah, but that, see, there's another time team that, you you know, you brought up Heavenly Bodies. Good grief. Yeah, God, I love the team. Tag team conversations. It's, it's amazing. Did you guys mention the <laughs> Fantastics? Yeah, earlier. Yeah, we did. We missed Bobby the Fantastics. Yeah. Bobby Fulton, man, because, yeah, they were, they were like almost the equal to the Rock and Roll Express, you know, with the Yeah, and, and they were a lot like the fabulous ones in their style, too. Yeah. If you recall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and and gosh, I mean, some of the tag teams that they've influenced, we haven't even mentioned, I mean, look at them. They've had great matches with the Moondogs. Remember the Moondogs? The Moondogs? Back in the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Rex and uh, Spot. Spot, Spot, yeah, and and it was because of Spot that I ended up in USWA. Yeah, yeah, Spot was gonna work for me. Yeah. You remember? Remember in August '86, and Paul Orndorff was on the flower shop, and him and Hogan were gonna challenge on Bundy instead. And before they did, Paul Orndorff wanted a match against the Moondocks, Rex and Spot, and that was hilarious. Yeah, that was hilarious. Good stuff, man. But uh, yeah, if you think that some the people that throughout the business that Rock and Roll Express have influenced and and had feuded against them, it's just amazing. Oh, well, let's do a, a twist on that. Not just the people that they necessarily <laughs> influenced, but what about those that they helped um, get over? Oh God, the um. So many. See, that's a whole other side of things. That's uh, not just the people that they influenced and gave a style to or, you know, taught lessons to, but those that they helped make better in the world. That's, if that there, is a number, if there wasn't, that's a long list. Yeah, if there wasn't for uh, them, there would be no gangsters or New Jack because that's how they got, they pretty much uh, put them on the map. When they first started. Yeah, you know, Papa Stroh, I don't know about Robert Gibson, but I think Ricky Morton put more wrestlers over. 
uh, than just about anybody I knew back in those days. I mean, Ricky was always giving everybody a good. Ricky Mort was always giving everybody a good match. I mean, whoever he faced. Oh just, yeah, I'd say Ricky Steamboat and Ricky Morton were two of the best overall baby faces of their time. Hands yeah. down. And you know another another guy that uh, used to team up with Ricky Martin that uh, hasn't been mentioned yet, and a lot of people out there don't know it, in WCW was actually Owen Hart. Yep. You're right, he was. Hey, that's good, Brad. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Rick, Ricky, uh, Ricky's... Uh, and heavily influenced uh, quite 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 a few individuals in the industry, and him and Robert have, have elevated so many great teams and, and singles wrestlers too. Um, I mean, they're they're I mean, guys like them and Bobby Eaton and Steamboat, and many others have helped elevate so many of, of uh, yesterday and today stars. Yeah, and Ricky Morton also. Ricky was involved in the very first Battle Bowl in Starcade 91. He was Richard Morton, but he was involved in it. I don't think Robert Gibson was in it, but Ricky was. And I was you know, that was impressive right. to me, too. Oh, the Battle Bowl. <laughs> Who could forget that? <laughs> Live that. That was an interesting, interesting concept there. <laughs> also, I remember, I never will forget that match. Rick, Ricky Martin was a bloody mess. And he was battling Rick Flair for the NWA World Title inside a cage. Yeah. That was that was such an awesome match. I mean, he he really went toe to toe with Rick Flair, and he gave him uh, he gave him quite a fight. Oh yeah, I mean, if it weren't for the Rock and Roll Express, I mean, I don't know if we would even see a, a full Horseman faction because they were like the yin to the yang to the Horsemen, and with the and the Andersons yeah. and. Back in the day and everything. Now there's a group that would swap out tag teams. Mm-hmm. They had their primary and they would ad hoc like it was cool. And I mean, they helped elevate like the Russians too. At the time uh, Khrushchev and the Koloffs. And remember Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez. Oh yeah, Ravishing Rick. Yeah. They had a few of the rock and roll. I think he's still wrestling, ain't he? Manny Fernandez. Yeah, every now and then, yeah. Yeah. I had a a great match with him a few years ago. Well, actually, a series of matches. Yeah, it it was great. Hey, Papa Strong, I'm not sure, but wasn't Manny Fernandez, wasn't that the same guy that was a defensive lineman? On the no-name Miami Dolphin defense in the seventies, I'm just asking because you know maybe it wasn't, but you know. I, I believe he played some ball back then. Yeah, um, I know he's yeah. got his own podcast here on VOC Nation now. You can check oh, out. Wow. Well, I want to. I want to call in. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, you just go to VOCNation.com and just find out the times he's they're airing his podcast and check him out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was I was really yeah, happy to hear that he has his own podcast now. It's awesome. Good stuff. No stops. Has he yeah. ever 
Papa's Joe, has Manny Fernandez ever appeared at the Copper Alley Club? Because I, I just started going in 2011. I'm not sure if he, he may have in the past. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'll have to look into that. But he may have, and I, I just don't know about it. But If I call him up, I'm, I'm going to ask him to go to the CAC because I want to meet him. I mean, and he played for the Miami Dolphins back in the in the 70s. I'd love to meet Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's yeah, man, he's got a lot of history, man. man. You know, he um he wrestled with Tully Blanchard or you know, years ago down in the Texas area. Back when his uh Tully's dad was promoting nothing, Joe Blanchard. Yeah. And I think Manny Fernandez back in the days like in eighty seven and and those early days in the NWA in the or late day years in the NWA, I think he teamed up with Ricky Santana and Ron Simmons back in those days, but I'm not sure, but I think he did. Um, he, pro- he probably did, yeah. Yeah. I know he had a, a, a great, great feud with uh, Jimmy Valiant one time. He was first partner with him, then he turned on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And he teamed with Dusty Rhodes uh, quite a few times, Manny Fernandez did. Yeah, Papa Stro, how could you eat the boogie woogie, man? I mean, the first time I met him, he was just totally. I told him he reminded me of my grandpa. And I had this crazy grandpa, and that's who he reminded me of. <laughs> oh, I love Boogie, man. He's he's awesome. He's awesome. And we, we we got to team together quite a few times, and man, he, I know it was always. Every time I, I got to team with Boogie, I know it's going to be a good night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh man, Papa Stroh, do you remember at that con that they got the award for uh, Jimmy Valiant, and he did the yeah. um, they, they did that stick with uh, Greg Bo's son. Oh yeah, the Crippler. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was great. <laughs> that was fun. That was awesome. It really was. <laughs> Good time. Would you mind relating the story, sir? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, J- Jimmy and I were getting some awards at the time for the con, and uh, Greg Boson came up and did the, the whole heel spick bit to uh, Jimmy, right? And then uh, <laughs> Jimmy ended up kissing him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then... And, and then I had Dorothy in my hands. Hey, Dorothy wants a kiss, too. And Dorothy kisses. <laughs> oh, my God. It was tremendous. And, and you know, and, 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 and Jimmy, Jimmy told me one day. Yeah. Yeah, there's a video of it somewhere we can check out. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy t- told me uh, a while back, he said, you know what, Papa? You and I will ever be connected. I said, Really? And he and he shows me his tattoo on his stomach. Says Papa. <laughs> How we talk about? That's really cool. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's so far. Yeah, yeah, I remember that video going around. Man, that was hilarious. It, it was fun. It was. It was, and it had a touch of the like old school to it, so it was really cool. It was yeah. old school, new school, and just. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Jimmy used to kiss Tony Schiavone all the time? Freak him out. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I, 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 I was glad when he kissed David Crockett. It would shut him up. 
I remember that time Nikita Koloff sickled him. Oh, man, I popped. Even Barbarian, he was in the ring. He, was, he watched it across from the ring where he was at. He's, you could see him laughing with Paul Jones when uh, Nick, Nikita closed line to David Crockett. Yeah, I ribbed him. I ribbed him one time before I did a promo with me and Gene Oakland. And uh, he, he, David said a bit like, hey, this is your big break, kid. And, uh, and Lodi and Lenny were next to me, right? And uh, and and acted like a you know <laughs> I got my little kid's voice said yeah after be after waiting ten or so years wrestling the business this is my first big break I can't wait <laughs> and the lady and Lodi started losing it and Gene Gene Oakland started laughing oh my god <laughs> oh my goodness tremendous oh my head. <laughs> Good times, but uh, yeah, Jimmy's great, man. Oh, and Jimmy teamed up the rock and roll quite a bit. God, they were so over when they got together, man. It's like you six man tags and everything. They were just yeah, so over. As Dust, Dusty was teaming with them, you know, because Dusty would team with them because Dusty knew at the time, even when Dusty was Booker for NWA, he, he saw him teaming the rock and roll quite a bit. Yeah, Papa Strell, did Sting ever team up with the Rock and Roll Express like a six-man tag? Because it's been a long time. You know what? They may have one time. I don't know if it was a televised thing or a house show, but they may have at one point. Yeah. Back when Sting had the, I, the blonde hair Sting, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, oh, God, that, if I could have seen them team up, that would have been fun for me. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. Did, uh, Moza, I'm sorry, Brian. Did Ricky Steamboat ever team up Rock and Roll Express? They may have at one time, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's a good one, Brian. Oh, God, I've been amazing too. Holy cow! I know, I know, Ricky Steamboat team with Dusty a few times, and like six man tags. I think there was a team. Yeah. He teamed with Dusty and Magnum TA one time against the Horsemen. I remember oh, that. Yeah, that was a long time yeah. But, uh, God, Jimmy Vance yeah, and Rock and Roll Express when they were together. Holy cow. Amazing. That, that That's funny. You just brought up old Magnum. All I can think is that old belly-to-belly suplex. Oh, yeah. God, Magnum was amazing back then. Oh, my God. There's another guy. Oh. I mean, and, and anytime you get Magnum and Rock and Roll together, oh, look out! It's like fandom, <laughs> fandom heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh because, man, because you, get, you got three, three good-looking guys back time? then. You know what I mean? Three young, good-looking guys back then. You know, ladies went crazy over them. <laughs> Again, that would be. I don't care how good you were. That would be rough being on the other side. <laughs> well, actually, actually being on the opposite end, being being the villain heels, if you will, it, it's great for us because it's, it's because uh, the more popular they are, the more heat we get. So you know, what I mean, we we welcome it. It's like it's, that's like our dream to to be in a ring with uh, heroes like that in the business. You know what I mean? 
Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I get it's a variation of the old David Lee Roth phrase of the worse suppressed the better. The uh, oh, oh yeah. Like, like it would, it would be my dream. And shoot, like, and I was like, when I was Hogan and all those guys, man. Shoot, I was, heck yeah. You know, that, that'd be more heat for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, see, and that kind of goes back to the whole helping the other people's name. Yeah. Now, if they put me there with the ugly bastard, then that, I would have problems. I'm like, oh, this, I'm going to have to work tonight. <laughs> you may, you may no, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. April Fools. April Fools. April Fools. Let's play it. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah, man. Back then, man, oh, those guys are so red hot, dude. I mean, their merchandise just flew off, too, off the shelf. Oh, God, and that was before it was a million dollars a piece like it is today with the doggone um, regular shows and concerts and whatnot. Right. Man, and tickets to show weren't an arm and a leg back in the day. Oh, yeah. Papa Strip, out on the West Coast, it was easy to see the WWF matches, but, man, a chance to see the NWA when they were on tour – you, you had to be like, you know, the first person in line to just get a, a bad seat. That's how bad it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, Crockett, it was kind of like uh, when things started to spiral with them when they tried to go outside the box and, like, venture to other places because their, their, their core base was, like, the Mid-Atlantic area. And which where they were just thriving, right? And when they try to branch out and reach out to different places from their core base, you know, I think I think that hurt them a little bit. Uh, that's a shame. It really is because they yeah, really it, it really is, yeah. WWE. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay? It, it, you know, it's, back then, each you know, I mean, you had so many, so much variety to choose from with the territories and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, Papa Strip, back in those days, I worked at Carl's Jr.'s back in 87, and I worked this guy, Justin, and he liked the NWA, and I liked the WWF, and he used to tell me that the NWA was all go, the WWF was all show. You know, you got better matches than the NWA, which, you know, after a while, I agreed with him, you know. So, you know. Well, I, I just think each one had the, uh, each territory had a different style, which was cool, you know, because, I mean, it's cool to have different styles, different places. I mean, because, you know, the wrestling fans are so diverse. You know, what may appeal to one may not appeal to another, right? So that's the beauty of them. Yeah, yeah, but Papa Stro, I'll tell you the difference. In the NWA, you guys had cage matches like with chain link fences. In the WWF, you these mon- monkey bars that people used to climb over. I mean, it was... <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I kept thinking that as a kid. It's like, hey, I, I seen like that in the playground. I used to play, play with the monkey bars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, so I you touched on something that I've thought about before. The... Um, 
you mentioned how with the smaller territories and um, it wasn't also contractually obligated back in the day. Um, the face here could go over there and be the heel, and the face there could come over to the other side and be the heel, and they could do that stuff. You know, it's a oh, yeah. shame that, that, like, back in the day when it was the uh, WWF and WCW wars, Yeah, man, could you imagine if they would have done a joint pay-per-view? Oh, oh absolutely. That, that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Good luck getting us the beauty of as, as being a wrestler, the beauty about the territories is like after you're done with one territory, you can go to another and just start fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah, just kind of give you new life. Something like that would have been trying to get it worse than being trying to get a ticket for WrestleMania three in Detroit. You know, to me. Oh. oh yeah. You know, you know, and, I didn't, uh, I didn't know until about maybe two days ago. I was looking it up, and I didn't know that Vince McMahon, in 2001, when he bought WCW, I didn't know at that time that he didn't own ECW until January 28th of 2003. Oh, yeah. Adam would know that. Adam would know that. Yeah, Yeah, they said in 2001 that... The courts told Vincent Mann that urged him not to use the ECW name and everything because they were going into uh, bankruptcy and everything. And he went against the courts and went ahead and used it in 2001. And I was like, wow, you know. I, I just assumed that he bought ECW when he did that. Well, that's what I was, I was headed next after WCW, actually, and then they folded, too. So it was like a domino effect. And WCW oh, got bought out, and then ECW went, and because I was almost there, that was going to be my next uh, big uh, territory was ECW, and and then when they kind of collapsed, I'm like, oh great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what did did you ever get a call from uh, TNA? I don't know. You did. I, I knew people there. I knew people there, but I, I never got the call to do business. Yeah. And I still have it to this day. <laughs> so, oh, oh well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I do know I do know some people that that were down there from time to time. You know what I mean? But we, hey, Pop, we just never yeah. talk. Pop, it's true. I saw you in that battle royal in 2018. Yeah, I want TNA to know this. I think you made a mistake not calling this guy up. He's got talent. <laughs> Him and Dorothy. <laughs> That's hell. <laughs> but um, it, well, yeah, so I mean, yeah, you know, things happen for a reason, I guess. But it, it's 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 a funny business, it really is. And like, it's like I still got friends, you know, like WWE and all that. But you know, we haven't really talked any business yet to this day. But you know, they've always treated me good and give me exposure every now and then when they do. So you know, I'm more than grateful for that. So. Well, you know, I'm I'm actually surprised that uh, you hadn't worked any for uh, Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's cabinet. Well, you know, I'm still friends with Booker and everything. Uh, you know, I, I know yeah. he's got a great thing going down there. And um, I know Stevie Ray helps out when he can down that way. And, you know, Stevie's got his own show now. He does his own podcast. 
Because I've, I've well, well, uh, Whitman, guessed on there not too long. Tag team there, Harlem. Yeah. God, oh, man. When I was in WCW and on the road with Harlem Heat and watched some of the matches, man, they were some of my favorite tag team matches. They were a great team. Booker and Stevie. That's a great team. Yeah. You remember that they they got the tag team awards at the Cough Rally Club and nobody could get a picture with them? And it, when they got the award on Wednesday night, uh, they called me over, Stevie Ray and Booker T., and say, Malcolm, get the picture. I was like, man, that's so cool. I got a picture with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they're great guys, man. They've always been real cool. Matter of fact, my, they were my grandma's favorite tag team. They would sneak my grandma, and she would sneak food in the locker room. She'd cook for me and everything. <laughs> I love my grandma. Oh, man, oh my God. Awesome. And, and, is, Booker, uh, and I used to, Booker and I used to jump rope before matches because we like to jump rope and everything. And, well, and it's great guys. I mean, you guys was. You guys would love them. I mean, seriously, they they'd be like talking to us, hanging out, chilling with us right now. If they were here. Well, all I know is one of your cohorts from your uh, Tuesday night show. Um, I, I think Booker loves him some Kathy Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. She used to um, take him. She used to drive him to different events when she, when they would go to the uh, you know the the Philly area. And stuff, and you know, they got to be real close. And, um, that is so awesome because um, she she could do her own like book with her. You know, I I know you could do a series of books, but she could do her own book on Booker. It's amazing. I'm sure. Yeah, I'd buy it. <laughs> I love to hear stories. Speaking of books. Where are you at on yours? Well, I'm still working on mine. Um, I'm just trying to get with a hookup with the right publisher and all that sort of thing. Kind of put it all together. Well, um, yeah, because you know that ain't easy. You know, I no, know you know a ton <laughs> of published authors, and so you yeah. know all the trials and tribulations related to that. And I, I used to be a writer, so I know how hard it is to get everything together. With all that, bless, bless them. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get it together soon with the right publisher and everything because I know you, you know you have some books out where you try to put dirt on different people or throw the tiffs on who this, that, and how they were mistreated or all this. But, but I, I don't want to go that route. I just want this book to be about a guy just had fun doing what he was doing so that, like, Ten years, twenty years down the road, they can. Some person can read it, and it'd be like a feel-good book. You know what I mean? Full of good stories. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I'll be great. What What I'll say is the majority, like ridiculously, the majority of anything you can um, you do on any podcast that you've been on, and you've been on a myriad of them, uh, you keep stuff positive. Um, I, I think that's a big reason that a bunch Well, let me ask everybody else That's on here calling in Isn't that a big reason we call in Because how positive Papa Stroke keeps things Absolutely That's, that's right uh, You know, speaking of Speaking of podcast uh, Papa Stroke and uh, Amazing Velvet And Zoint the Clown 
were on the WSC Lounge, an impromptu WSC Lounge show last uh, Saturday night or Sunday night, I believe it was. And uh, the the Stroh got on there, and uh, you know he. I told the Stroh, I said, Stroh, you look like you favor Roman Reigns. And Stroh, tell him what you told me, what the Rock's mom told you. Oh, that, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was in Vegas, in Colorado Club, right? And I got to talk to the Rock's mom there. And she just looked at me and said, you know what? You look just like Roman Reigns. And I didn't know how to <laughs> – it floored me when she said it. I, Thank you very much. <laughs> it was cool because um, – well, I mean, I like Roman, man. I, I'm, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. <laughs> I really am. I, I, I've, especially, I'm digging the stuff now. He's just amazing. But for the Rock's mom to say that, that was really uh, overwhelming, right? So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> See, that's that's just another one of those cool short stories you can put in anywhere, and you know, it's just so much fun. Just so that was really cool. That was really cool. And, and thank you for having me on, Brian. That was really that was that was a fun night. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, it, it was. I was half was asleep great. at the time. I was half asleep at the time, but uh, I'm glad you invited yeah. me. I, was, I had the bedhead going on. <laughs> yeah, I was half asleep myself, bro. I was half asleep myself. It, but, um, hey, Brian, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to have to ask my daughter if she can figure out how to activate my camera for that stinking Instagram, because I know you sent me a couple invites, but that was yeah. just me being dumber than a dump on this end. Oh, don't don't feel bad. I, I've had I've had other guests on that are uh, actors and everything, and and they didn't know, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't know anything. But, and I and I had to walk them through, and finally we got it figured out, and they were able to get on. But uh, you know, you're not the only one that has technical issues with that, because I mean, I even see some people going live that are well known on TV, and they say this is my first time going live, and I said, what do you press? How do you add somebody on video, you know, because they don't, you know, they're not familiar. That ain't making me feel any better comparing me to actors, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's just to let you know you're not the only one that is, you know, having having problems with that. Yeah. I'm just now, hey, don't feel bad. I'm just now figuring out my Instagram. Therefore, I was a lost cause. (laughs) I have a clue. Just going over to that I, all I need to do is post pictures. You know? <laughs> oh, you're right. I mean, Papa Stro, you know the um, we got each other on that, and it's just if unless I'm doing a photo, um, I can't give. Uh, I try on my Facebook to try to give you know positive stuff out there, um, and I can do a phrase there. And hey, it ain't getting Instagram. And not sure how to do the regular ones on Instagram that way. But doggone, if I do a picture, oh yeah, I can take. I, I can go to my gallery and load it to Instagram first, and it gets to both. So yeah, I'm, I'm so confused. No, it, it's easy to do on social media. Uh, it's hard to keep up with all the apps going on and the Twitches oh, and the uh, Snapchats and. <laughs> 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 the TikToks. <laughs> I keep taking TikToks. I keep taking Tic Tacs like I want to get Tic Tac or something. I fresh my breath. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Altoids before Tic Tacs, but yeah. Altoids, yes, Altoids. Ricula. With sore throat. Are y'all ready for a Hall of Fame worthy announcement? Lay it on us, Brian. All right. Next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, while everybody else is watching the WWE Hall of Fame. On the WSC Lounge at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram Live, I will be welcoming the Koloff dynasty of Alexander Koloff and Neil Koloff, along with the wrestling legend, Hall of Fame worthy, the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff. Wow. Fantastic. Man, that is huge. That's next Tuesday? Yes, next Tuesday, 8 p.m. All right. We got to check that out, man. I'll DVR the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, Brian, you got to send us some sort of invite or something. Okay, yeah. You're, you're on my Instagram, my Todd. Yes, sir. And that'll be right before, um, oh, crap, that'll be right before uh, In the Room. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that that Great is uh, big time. Don't even don't even explain that one. And I, yeah. I wish that Chaz was still on here so he could have heard that because I know he was just mentioning those guys a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's he's eating his uh, well, taking his uh, daughter's protein, protein smoothie. Shake, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, he he had his protein shake. Yeah, he would have loved to hear that. That's awesome. So that's next Tuesday at eight PM Eastern Standard Time, WSC Lounge. Nice. Yep. On, uh, Instagram Live. Hey, Instagram Brian, Live. Brian Papastro, I got Chaz's personal number, so I'll text him that you're going to do that next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Please let okay. him know. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Let him know, Malcolm. Any, yeah, any other and words? Everybody out there that wants to uh, see the video, you can follow me or you can write my name down, uh, Instagram name. It's at Grace is Sufficient, G-R-A-C-E, I-S. S U F F I C I A N T. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, 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 that'll be one for the ages. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Hey, hey, Brian. Brian, when yes. you talk to Nikita, tell him uh-huh. I love the Russian sickle. I love the Russian sickle. And when he had the hair, like the great American Bass 88, he teamed up with Sting against Tony Blanchard and Arnie Anderson for the NWA tag team titles. I mean, that was one of the best matches I ever saw in Nikita Koloff in. Do better get sickle Corey Graves. That'd be great. I'll let him know that. Yeah, that'd be good for him to beat up Corey Graves. I I don't like Corey Graves. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Papa Joe, can I do a plug? Yes, plug, plug away, and I, I promise it won't be my life story. Um, next week, <laughs> WrestleMania, okay. I want to wish the following wrestlers good luck. Um, Becky Lynch, Oscar, um, uh, um, 
Uh, is she, is she wrestling? Becky Lynch, is she back? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying if they're involved or anything, I want to I want to wish them the best oh, okay. whether they're in a match or not. Seth Rollins, yeah. the King Slayer, um, okay. and uh, Bobby Lashley. Who I, I still like Bobby Lashley. I hope Bobby he, he's he wins. You know, he wins it all next weekend because Bobby. I met him three times and he just thinks the world. And Bobby Lashley does. So, he's one of my favorite uh, current WWE champions right now. Bobby Lashley. And man. one more, love that big fan. One more thing, Papa Strip. I want a copy when your book comes out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept a freebie. I'm paying for it, and I want you to sign it for me. And then they called up the Hollywood show till August 27th and 28th. I don't know if I'm gonna go because they keep changing it. They might change the celebrities. So. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I definitely will, Malcolm. I definitely keep you informed for sure, brother. I got you. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> you got it, man. And, and, any more plugs? Anyone? Like this? Throw out there. Yeah, yeah good let ones me already. You can And you know my kind of standard generic plug. Uh, even though I do it a lot, doesn't mean that it's not. Uh, it'll never be in void or uh, void of intensity. Or insincere. All of you, take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Take care of one another. Um, but that, that's, you know, it's remember those little things. Take care of the little things. The big things will take care of themselves. That That's it from God. Over. Oh, yeah, Pop, All right. one more thing, please. Um, it's yes. Adam's birthday next Saturday on the 10th, and I'm going to yeah. be watching with his mo- stepmom and his dad at his, his dad's house, um, WrestleMania, uh, uh, the first day, and then we're going to watch, I guess, here the second day on the 11th. Oh, but that's right. It's two nights, right? WrestleMania. Yeah. Cool. I, I yeah. Say, Adam, you know, everybody says David Arquette as a celebrity is my best friend, but Adam is my best friend. I mean... I just think the world of this guy, you know, and, and he wants to do a radio show with me about wrestling pretty soon uh, when he can get cool. together. And I'll tell you what, Papa Stro, this guy could forget more about wrestling than I could learn. That's how knowledgeable he is about And he's 20 years younger oh, than yeah. me, so you've got to show the guy respect. Bless him. That's awesome. Shout Thank out to you. Adam, man. Happy early birthday, brother. Yep. Big happy early birthday. Oh gosh, tonight's been fun. Uh, thank you guys so much. You you guys so make the show. I mean, it wouldn't be a show without you guys. And I, I and thank you for those that called in tonight. Much much love, and thank you for those that are listening. And be sure to catch the archive of tonight's show, WCB Retro on VOCNation.com. Just look for WCB Retro and look for the shows that's discussing Rock and Roll Express. And uh, be sure to give VOCNation.com some love as well. Uh, thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, happy Easter to everybody. Happy, awesome happy Easter. Yeah, uh, he has risen. Indeed, yes, he has. Yeah, Pop, and watch up. Uh, watch out for the Easter Bunny laying eggs. <laughs> yeah, go Make sure they dye dye the eggs, not like peppermint patty was trying to show Marcy. Uh, she was frying them, boiling them, and all that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Oh yeah! God, I haven't been I haven't been Easter egg hunting in ages. 
I used to die to legs too. Oh man. <laughs> Lord. Crazy. One of my crazy brothers sent me a jar of pickled um eggs. And that's gonna be our Easter eggs for this Easter. And all nice. I can think of is there is not a, enough Febreze for this house for the next two weeks after we open that jar. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I used to have a manager that looked like a human version of Toucan Sam. Uh, uh, he used to call himself Classy Roy Bass, and he was making fun of this uh, this lady at the convenience store one time. And he had he saw a jar of pickled eggs, right? <laughs> and he said, "Look what I found, ma'am! I found some pickled eggs and peppers." <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh, he was crazy, man. That's too much. That's wild. Hilarious. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Take care of yourselves. Uh, you guys are the best, and uh, I look forward to next week for sure. We'll have something cool to talk about next week. And uh, keep in touch, please. And uh, thanks for some love. And uh, we'll um, we'll end out tonight's show with some ELO rock and roll is king. Dedicated yeah. Rock Express tonight. And so, uh, you guys take that, care. Congrats on the oh, Hall of Fame. Oh, congrats thank you so on much. The Hall of Fame induction. Thank you so much. Uh, one, one more shout out, if you will, uh, I, for the Hall of Fame. It's May May fifteenth, I believe. It's at the Holy City Brewing in Charleston, South Carolina. And for one more yes. information, go to Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame dot com for more info. And. With that, here here comes the ELO Rock and Roll is King, guys. Have a yeah. blessed rest of the week and weekend. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Take care. Stay Oh, no.